Today, I'm speaking with Kate Bryan, who's the founder and CEO of One Girl Revolution, a social platform and podcast that highlights the stories of everyday women who are changing the world through their lives. Today, she's going to be sharing about the struggles she's had to work through, health challenges, bullying, and being silenced, and why she's so passionate now about helping other women elevate their voices and their stories through her platform. You're listening to The Inspired Way, stories of everyday heroines, real-life inspiration. I'm your host, transformational coach and connection catalyst, C.J. Rivard. Join me weekly to hear real-life inspiration and tips for tackling your life's challenges. Each week, you'll hear from a relatable woman who shares about her struggles and the tools she used to work through them. By being women of courageous action, vision, and ongoing evolution, each of us can create a ripple of positive impact, and together, we'll create a wave of change. Join us. All right. Hello there, and welcome back. Um, Today, I'm just so excited to be speaking with Kate Bryan. Uh, who you heard a little bit about in the intro, but um, we're going to talk a lot more. I'm so excited. Kate, thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, CJ. I'm really, really excited. Yeah. And one of the things I'm most excited about, which you will hear a little later in the interview, I think, is Kate's mission now, which I just love. Um, So, Let's get into this to start with. So they heard a little bit about you already, but uh, can you tell us a little bit more to help connect with you? A little something about yourself? Sure. My name is Kate Bryan. I live in Detroit, Michigan. People oftentimes think about Detroit as being a really rough city, but I always tell people that it's the perfect mix of beauty and grit. And I think in many ways, it is the embodiment of women. You know, it's Detroit is such a resilient city. And as we all are as women, we've all come through so many different things. And Detroit really has been through so much. So um, born and raised in Michigan, uh, moved around a lot. I lived in Ireland, Dublin, Ireland for a couple of years, and then in Washington, DC and worked in public relations and PR and media. And that's really what sparked my idea um, for One Girl Revolution, because I felt like there were so many stories that the media wasn't telling Mm -hmm. and women weren't given the platform to tell their stories in an authentic way. And so that's how One Girl started. That's awesome, which we will get more into. So um, did you happen to bring a favorite quote that you find inspiring you were going to share with us? Yeah, there's, yeah, there are so many quotes that Mm -hmm you know, resonate with me and I, I, with One Girl Revolution, it's a social platform. So I'm always sharing different inspiring quotes, quotes that inspire me, but one that's really hit me in a, in a powerful way this year in 2021 is Joan of Arc said, I was born to do this. And I think so many times women, we talk ourselves out of something, or we have an idea for something, or we want to do something, or we want even little things like I want to go on a trip or I want to, and we always talk ourselves out of it. We're like, I don't have the money or we make up all the reasons. And I think it's so important for us to think about our purpose and our value and say, no, I was born to do this. I was created to do this. I was, I was made to do this. So that's a quote that's been on my heart for the past month and a half, really throughout 2021. And I hope to carry it throughout the rest of the year. 
I love that. I love it. I think so often, yeah, we don't believe in ourselves enough to even dream big. And yeah, so much we were meant for to, to do. But this is this is a, a great reminder. Thank you. So I know that uh, you have a few challenges and things that you've worked through in your life. Do you want to um, just share a little bit about your, your childhood and uh, what you ha have had to work through growing up? Yeah, sure. I, a story that a lot of people don't know, because I don't often talk about it, I'm um, starting to share about it more and more. And I think all of us have those aspects of our, our lives and aspects of our stories that people that know us, you know, are close to us, they know um, these elements of our stories. But I'm, I was born with a really rare immune deficiency called Job syndrome. So Job from the Bible suffered greatly. And people with Job syndrome are, are, supposed to suffer greatly. And my youngest sister and I were both diagnosed with the same syndrome when I was four years old. And um, when we were, we were diagnosed with it, there were only 25 documented cases in the U S so only 25 cases. They had wow. no idea really what it was, but they knew that a lot of things came with it. So a lot of food allergies. So I'm allergic to a lot of things. And then um, I had terrible eczema growing up even as a baby, you look at my little baby pictures and my face is like red and splotchy. And then as I continued to, as they identified Job syndrome, they said, oh, that's what that, that's what causes it. And people with Job syndrome are supposed to get sick six to eight times a year. They're supposed to be hospitalized six to eight times a year. So our bodies can't fight off, our immune systems can't fight off things in the same way that everyone else's can. Um, but thankfully I have a, a great mom and great parents, really my dad as well, who just challenged the challenge, anything that the doctors said in the most holistic way and said, we're not just going to take what, what they're asserting. They don't really know. So let's see if we can identify things on our own. So, um, I've, I've come so far, um, throughout my life with Job syndrome and now there's 300 cases in the U S so still it's very rare. So little. Yeah. And they still don't know a lot about it. Um, and so it's something that I have been aware of for 32 years of my life, you know, I've been living with, but the part of my story that I don't often share is when I was in first grade. So I was this little fiery little kid. I was, um, my parents would joke that I would be either that I was either going to become the CEO of a fortune 500 company or the dictator of a small nation, because <laughs> I was like, this little fiery kid, I was like the little mom to my little sisters. And even I have an older brother, like, I was always the one like gathering everyone. And I still I think I still kind of have a lot of those elements, you know, I'm the, the sibling that everybody calls. And um, so I've always kind of been this little mom. But even at four years old, I was like telling them to go to bed, you know, I was like, tossing them around telling them to do their chores. And so my parents used to joke about it. So I started out as this really fiery little kid and then I get into school and I was so excited and I had so many things to say and couldn't wait and had all my little friends. And then very quickly, CJ, I started becoming, I started becoming this wilted little flower. So I went from being this vibrant flower to being this very wilted insular little kid in school. I didn't want to draw attention to myself because I had eczema. I had terrible eczema. My mom would have to bring me home from school at lunchtime to literally peel my clothes off and put new clothes Gosh. back on because it was so, 
bad. And I would get ridiculed by kids in class. I get bullied. I wasn't invited to parties because I had rash or I was uninvited to parties or functions because I had rash. And I think all of us can probably relate to that in some element, because I think we've all dealt with some aspect of bullying. Mm -hmm. Um, And people get bullied for all kinds of reasons. It's like, if you have the wrong color of hair or you have blue eyes, like kids are always going to find reasons. And even in adult life, I think a lot of us have had to deal with some semblance of, of bullying, but that part of my story is so powerful and profound because I only really recently realized that that's the connection to one girl revolution, because I know what it felt like to have no voice. I stopped talking in class if, and I was somebody with that had all kinds of ideas and stories to tell. And I stopped talking. I didn't want to raise my hand. I didn't, I just wanted to be invisible. Like if I could have just, if I could have just become the wall, I would have become the wall. There were different times that I remember that. And thankfully my parents are very, you know, very clued into all of our lives and they um, realized that something was wrong. And so they were like, okay, let's start doing things. I started doing Irish dancing, things to build up my courage again. And so I ended up finding my magic feather, which was like Irish dancing and finding my courage again and being the person, becoming the person that I was always made to be. But I think back to those moments when I was a little kid and knowing what it feels like to feel invisible and knowing what Mm -hmm. it feels like to have no voice or to be silenced. And that's why I care so much about women and their stories, because I think we, we all feel that even on a daily basis, I think we can point to moments where we feel that. And that's why I think it's so important what you're doing. And that's why I feel that it's so important what One Girl Revolution stands for, because these are platforms where women can tell their authentic stories. And as the popular saying goes, empowered women, empower women. And so that's why I just love what you're doing. And I think that that's what One Girl Revolution is too. That's awesome. I love it. And so often, not only are we silenced by others, but I think sometimes we are our own worst enemies and we silence ourselves with our limiting beliefs about ourselves and our self-doubt. Yes. Um, so that's a, a huge component as well for women to, to be able to speak up because they're believing in themselves and their ability to do mm-hmm. that. I love it. Love what yeah. you're doing. And we need, that's a really good point that you brought up too. I think we, it's on our own selves to dig ourselves out of those moments because you're totally right. Sometimes we can be our own worst enemy and we can be the ones that silence ourselves or we think we have these ideas that, you know, people don't want us to speak up or nobody wants to hear from me. And so sometimes we can be our own Mm -hmm. biggest bully, you know, who am I imposter syndrome? And, and yes, that's true. We, we get older. There aren't as many external bullies. We sometimes are our worst internal bully. Exactly. That's a good point. So um, how did you get to, well, the, um, where you are now, I think I, I heard how it all ties in, but how was, tell us more about One Girl Revolution and how it was born, I guess. Sure. So I had, um, like I said before, I had lived in Ireland for a couple years, lived in DC for a couple years. And I just started feeling I'd been away from Michigan for 10 years. And I kept feeling like there was a pull to come back. My family's all here. I come from a big Irish family. So um, we have a lot of family here. And I just kept feeling like I needed to come back, but didn't really have a pathway, a clear path where it was like, oh, I'm going to move back for a job or I'm going to move back for 
a relationship or a family. I just felt this pull that I needed to come back. And so there just came a point where I felt it so strongly that I was like, okay, I'm going to give two weeks notice for my job. I'm going to move back to Michigan. I'll live with family for a little bit and I'll figure it out. You know, I'm, I know that wow. there's some reason why I need to go. And so I moved back and um, it was about two and a half years ago. And I sat down and I was like, you know, I'm moving back to Detroit. A friend had given me a book about the city of Detroit. So I'm reading it CJ. And I was like, just wanted to learn, remind myself of the city that I grew up loving, but no, learn more stories about it. And in the book, there was a section where it talked about Detroit's motto, which is on Detroit's flag. It's all over the city, but I, I don't know that I had ever heard it before, or if not, it had never really resonated with me, but there are two phrases that's Detroit's motto. And it is, we hope for better things it will rise from the ashes, meaning Detroit, of course, like Detroit yeah. is always hoping for better things. And it's always risen from the ashes, like even during the riots and everything that have gone on throughout the city, it's always risen from whatever difficulty or whatever struggles it's been through. And I read those two phrases, CJ, and that was the epiphany moment. Like it was a suddenly moment where I was like, I know what one girl revolution needs to be. I had always had this idea, like one girl revolution as a phrase had been on my heart for a really long time. And for a while, I thought it would be like a kids program, like a school program where I go and do presentations to children in school or um, whatever, a TV show. I mean, they're all different things that it could have been, but I was like, no, it needs to be a social, social platform. So using social media, all different elements, a podcast, video, different elements to tell the stories of everyday women who are changing the world through their lives. And so almost immediately, I just started figuring, I was like, what do I, how do I start this? I need to have a website. I need to have social media. And so I started very small. I just had like a Facebook page, I think a Facebook page and an Instagram, and then randomly found a podcast studio. Cause I was like, I have no idea how to do a podcast and found a podcast studio in Detroit that was amazing. And I literally just had to show up, book a guest, show up, and then they would do everything else. And so that's how it started. And then I was literally cold calling women that inspired me. And I'd find these stories all different types of ways. So I'd see something on Facebook or even a friend of a friend would write their own story and I would cold call them or reach out to them. Or I'd see an interview on TV of someone that inspired me and reach out to them. And it just has continued to grow and evolve. And so a couple months later, I had a website up and then I was doing videos. I was finding like, you know, little ways that I could pull together little videos of women's stories. And now it's just continued to grow and evolve over the past two years. We recently uh, released a, doc a short documentary um, featuring the stories and the voices of incarcerated women within Cook County Jail. Um, and so all the things that I could have ever imagined have just been coming true, but it all started with that little that little glimmer, that little idea, and then a lot of hard work, which I know you can relate to, and so many people that are listening can relate to, but um, yeah, it's just been amazing. I think um, a couple of highlights I, I just got out of your story that really um, impress me that I want to drive home is to begin with, the courage to just quit your job and move because you were listening to your intuition or that inner knowing you just kind of 
knew it was the right thing to do. And then throughout your, your journey since then, you didn't necessarily see the path all the way forward. You've just been acting on things as they come to you, as opposed to just sitting and thinking about it, which a lot of us can be guilty of. Um, so that's, it, is that kind of, am I uh, getting that right? You've done a lot of yeah. just inspiration and action and. Yeah, I think you, you have know. to be active and there are things CJ that never would have happened I think it's, it's definitely taken on a life of its own to one girl revolution, because I had it, I had this idea and it definitely has gone like it's zigzagged, you know, I haven't gone from point A to point B how I imagined it, but some of those zigs and some of the zags have been some of the most incredible experiences. Like I never would have thought, I never would have thought to even reach out to Cook County jail and see if I could go and interview incarcerated women. And that sparked out of one of the podcast interviews that I did. I wanted to know, I interviewed a former, well, a cop. Um, she's a Seattle detective and she works with incarcerated women through something called the if project. And they asked the question, if, if something were different, what would have kept you out of jail or prison? And then they use whatever that answer is to help those women when they get out of jail or prison. So, okay, if you need money, if you need family, if you need a community, you need an apartment, like whatever the if thing was. Mm -hmm. And it was through that conversation that I started really going down a rabbit hole of researching incarceration and incarcerated women and what were their stories and wanting to learn more. And I could say that about so many of the stories that one girl has covered all these women have opened my eyes in so many different ways. And um, I would just encourage everybody who's listening to just be open. And I've been open on this journey. Um, it's definitely taken a lot of, a lot of hard work, a lot of blood, sweat and tears and um, frustrating moments, of course, you know, when you're like, I can see it so clearly like this, why is this taking so long? <laughs> um, but, you know, you just kind of have to, sometimes all you can do is put one foot in front of the other. And I think that that's my entire journey with one girls. All I've done is put one foot in front of the other and um, taken some, some big, crazy steps, but it's just all worked out in the end. Yeah. And you are inspiring a lot of women and changing lives. Uh, now, the I know we're going to share your website in the show notes so everyone will have it. I just want to point out that the uh, video she referred to, the documentary, is on the website. Is that the best place to find it? If anybody's yeah, interested, yeah, okay. that's the easiest way. Um, and you can find everything you can find our podcast. I put everything on the website and I try to keep it pretty um, clear and straightforward so people can easily find it. The documentary is on YouTube, but if you go to the website, onegirlrevolution.com, it's so easy to find everything there. Awesome. That's just, uh, I can't wait to go check it out. Thank you for sharing all of this. And um, do you have, I wanted to ask if you have any specific habits or something that really ha is helping you now maintain such a positive state and good health and momentum in your business. Um, if there's anything you would like to, to share to inspire others. 
Sure. So I, I love Sarah Blakely, who's the founder of Spanx. I think all women like, no, I didn't know much about her story. I just knew the brand Spanx, Mm -hmm. but um, throughout this whole process throughout one girl, I've always just followed her and really admired everything that, that she does and what she stands for. She gives so much back from the business to women and um, really empowers women to chase their dreams. And she kind of sparked this idea in me. She always talked about dreaming, you know, how we need to create space for dreaming. And she has even now, like now she has this billion dollar business. She's doing incredible things, but she has all of these notebooks that she's had all along. And so she just keeps like anything, an idea. She has like an idea notebook where anytime she has an idea, whether she pursues it or not, she writes it Mm -hmm. down. And then she also gives herself space and time to go through those notebooks from time to time. And so when she had shared that, that really kind of sparked something in me. I always keep a notebook around me. I think we're so we're pushed so much to use our phones for everything, but I like that. I like the therapy. It's like very therapeutic to write mm-hmm. things down and cross things off a list. Um, but I always carry a notebook with me. And so if I have an idea or story idea, or somebody tells me something that sparks an idea and it could be a big, crazy dream. It could be, I want to do a Netflix series on incarceration or whatever, whatever yeah. your dream is, it could be big, write it down because you never know when you're going to be able to go back to that. Or you never know when you might have the resources. Somebody could call you mm-hmm. at any point and say, Hey, CJ, I love what you're doing. What, what can I do to support you? And you always have to have an idea ready to go. Um, and then also just creating the space to dream and think about things. A lot of times we are living on this conveyor belt and we're all overwhelmed. I think in the time of, of COVID and everything else, the shutdowns and everything else going on, it can be so suffocating, but I just would encourage everybody to find space. And this is one thing I am struggling with and I'm forcing, I'm trying to get myself to do too. find places that you can dream. And a lot of times, most of the time for me, it's not in my apartment. You know, it's not where I live. It's not where I work go to a coffee shop and buy yourself a latte or whatever your treat yourself thing is and sit down and don't bring, don't bring your phone or turn your phone off and sit just for an hour. Give yourself an hour. Think about what your dreams are. Think about things that you're, whatever you're thinking about journal, if that's all you want to do. But I think that one thing we really, we don't give ourselves enough time for is dreaming. And then of course we're going to do the hustle. We're going to work towards all these dreams, but I think creating that space where you can just be and quiet your mind and just be who you were created to be. Tune in. You have to tune in to that inspiration we were talking about. And you can't yes. do that when you're super busy Yes, all the time. Exactly. I love that. That is such good advice. I hope you all take that home. <laughs> You've got to find time in the silence and uh, dream. And yes. that's that's great. I love that. So much inspiration. So um, we have covered a lot. Are there, is there any last minute, anything that you don't think we've highlighted enough uh, as we wrap up? Uh, any point you want to pound home as far as your, your lessons that you pulled with you into uh, one girl? I think we... Uh, I think we covered a lot. I just would encourage everybody, if you have a dream, go for it. And sometimes it's just the little things you don't have to just, I mean, there were so many different paths forward that I could have gone with one girl. I could have started it as a nonprofit. And some people were encouraging me to do that, you know, wait until you can raise funding and then do it. Or 
um, you know, run it this way or do it that way, but you just have to trust yourself. And if you have a vision for something, do the work and go for it. I still have been working. Like I still work. Um, this is my heart project. I always tell people. And so, you know, sometimes you have to hustle and sometimes it can be a lot because you have days where you're working and then you're trying to carve out this time to keep your, your heart project going. But I just would encourage everybody we're created for something great mm-hmm. and find whatever that is. And some people it's just in the normal everyday things. Some, you know, I have friends that they're thing is to be mothers and to be there for their children. That is their thing. That's what they, their purpose is. And that's what they own. Um, some people it's to travel the world. Some people it's to stay planted in their hometown, whatever your thing is, find it and chase it and don't Mm -hmm. be afraid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And don't have to know the end of how it's going to get there to start taking action now. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. it. Well, Kate, thank you so much. This has been amazing. I can't wait to share this with everyone. And oh, one last thing, because I think by the time this airs, uh, you will have another piece of good news that we can share in the show notes. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm going to be on Good Morning America. So I'm so excited. They're doing an entire segment on One Girl Revolution and the podcast and the platform and the community. And they're going to show a clip of the documentary, The Girl Inside. So I will be sure to send that to you, CJ. And that'd be awesome awesome. to include it in the show notes. So, so, oh, so exciting. Congratulations. Thank Um, you so much. And uh, yes, everyone, please take a look at the show notes and check that out. I'm sure it's full of a lot more inspiration than you've heard through our last 20 minutes or so. So um, thank you for listening. Kate, I'm looking forward to staying connected. This has been awesome. And everyone make it an amazing day. If you're committed to embracing change, or you'd like to be, and your continuous evolution, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and join our email list for even more value. You'll find a link in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm looking forward to sharing with you on the next episode. Make it a great day.